Blog Talk Radio. It's Say It Radio. Get this intro started. And it's still working. Yeah. Here we go. I. Tell me your mind, just say it. Yeah. Play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topics. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it. 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 Radio Monday, February 25th, 2019. Say It Radio. If you are not familiar with Say It Radio, Say It Radio is ultimately the people station where we can speak our minds, our opinions, our truth, or the truth with so many people, with so many different mindsets that come from different walks of life. The premise being there's a disconnect, we have to be willing to talk about the disconnect, the issues. We have to be open and be honest. But most importantly, we have to listen, even if the perspective is differently, different than our own. Because you think about it, if you're constantly interacting with people that move like you, you react like you, are you really growing? This world is not made up of people like that. Made up of all different people. And we got to listen to each other, identify the problems, and let's start some real solutions. We can start here on Say It Radio. This is a platform just for that. If you want to chime in today's discussion, because we got Raphael, Prince Raphael, Sean from Tweet. Actually, I'm just talking, messing up, just from Next. But let me tell y'all, he is from Next. If you guys remember the group, Baby No More Crying. I get so excited. I'm so excited. We have Tweak coming on later in the show. Um, I've been following him on Instagram. The brother can rhyme. He can rhyme. He's a, he is a motivational, just a rhyme. Just, he just has so many different talents I had no idea of. You know, we focus on the past, don't play so many throwbacks, which we're going to play tonight. But we got to get a, you know, a sense of where he's at today because that's, that's what I'm curious about and see what he got going on in his pipeline. And we got, we got Sylvester, we got Nicole. Y'all, say your radio. How, y'all, how was y'all weekend? It's great. How was yours? Man, I'm in Philly right now. It's, it's yeah, still Philly. going. Yeah. I'm in Philly. Yeah, Philly. I'm in Philly. You, yeah, you know, you, uh-huh. Oh, Usually okay. I'm in, you know, I'm in the Chicagoland area. I'm out in Philly. Uh, my oldest is getting, having surgery. So, and um, you know, these slate asked me what's going to do the show. I'm like, tweet is gone. Yes, I got to do the oh. show. I got to do the show. Are you crazy? And, oh. I was, you know, it's been a long day. Um, I, 
Malik, my son has surgery tomorrow morning, but I had to get this in. I had to. I had to. I just had to. What is he having? What's, but, um, what's he having surgery for? Um, his hip. His hip area. He's a. Uh, oh. You know, he played dual, dual athletic, um, D1 scholarship, football, basketball. That plays a toll on, you know, your body. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was So, you know, and, you know, that's that's just what it is. You know, when you identify a problem, you've got to find the solutions to correct it. Problems that's identified. Right. In solutions, if I found some solutions, I would correct, correct them. Is he a good spirit? Do. Oh, definitely. He's in great spirit. Great, great spirit. My man. Now, I'm going to tap y'all mind real quick. We got oh, the R. Kelly. Just tell me where you want to start. We got R. Kelly. <laughs> we got We got um. You know, we got the, the Grammys, you know, and the Spike Lee's, you know, uh, thank you speech got, you know, President Trump, you know, all up in his feelings. This where do y'all want to start? We, I, got, let me start with R. Kelly. Let me just go with R. Kelly. Do y'all know he was given, he was given a $1 million um, um, bail, uh, which required him to put up at least, I guess, 100000 he doesn't have the money to put that up, but his fans are trying to raise money to get him out of jail. Well, he's, he's out. He okay. Is out yeah. He update. Is out. Update. Yeah. yeah he's so out. He, he's but, out. But, but hit her with the butt. Hit her with the butt. But you, no, you can't yep. get out on Sunday. This is, I mean, he, this is county, the Cook County. So once he went in on the weekend, you can't get out before Monday. Not that I've been in that situation. I'm just saying that's what they said. <laughs> so he got out. He did get out today. However, going back, because he has like $166,000 in back pay, um, um, child support, yeah, that tough. he has to pay. He has to pay by March the 5th, I think. So he has to hustle up that money, um, or he'll be right back in the county. You know what? Yeah. I say, I'm, I'm going to say this. He's a talented, talented, you know, man. He's talented, gifted. However, he's not the well, most smartest. He's not the most Let me say this. He's not the most smartest. I have no sympathy for him at all because you chasing out here, chasing ass, chasing these young ass girls instead of getting your finance and stuff together. I mean, ain't no pussy worth all that. I'm sorry. I don't give a damn who, what, what kind of pussy. It ain't, it ain't worth all this. It ain't worth it. I'm just trying to. It's I'm not, trying to figure out how he how he got a hundred thousand in child support, and I had two dollars, and they were talking about locking me up. I just don't understand. <laughs> well, that's, that's $2. You, you're slide up. You're slide up, and that's our kill. <laughs> if you trying to figure that out, <laughs> I guess we all need to take a class. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just I, saying. I can say this. I'm going to say that favors <laughs> are fair. And sometimes when you got money, 
Oh, like what's the old boy, the the owner, the owner from the Patriots? You know, he was caught oh, um, in some um, prostitution ring. How you have all this money? Allegedly. And you pay for ass. I just don't understand allegedly, this. Allegedly. And allegedly. 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 This is. Allegedly, this is there a, is a thing and there's video. So allegedly, okay. But this is an age-old thing. Because, I mean, whether you're rich or broke, whether you're rich or broke, men get in this situation every day. So it don't matter if you got a million dollars or if you got a hundred dollars. I mean, you know, they want what they want. And that's the and, and you got women out here that's gonna give it to them. So what you for free, mean, for free, for free, for free. For she free. gave it to him for free, and he just he just he you know what he he just felt generous because he knew that they were going to the Super Bowl, so he gave her just you know just a little thank you gift for my massage. That's it, and <laughs> she gave it to him for free. I just don't understand the problem with, with him just saying you know I'm gonna give you a hell of a tip for my massage. I think I think that's just a beautiful thing. That's right. why he over there, Donald Trumping. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't do but nothing wrong. Why well. not do this in the privacy? Okay, but, but why not do this all in the privacy of your own property? Like, why go to a public ex- establishment to do all this type of stuff? Like, why do it? He, he went to get him like, a massage, and and she just kept rubbing. So he didn't stop her. Can't be mad at that. Allegedly. Okay, that's the update on that one. Okay. Okay, you know what? I've been out of the loop. You know, I've been out of the loop for that. So I guess that's a tip. You know, a lot of people give good, beautiful tips. You know, so uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, allegedly. you know, they're looking to crack down. In, I don't know. Allegedly, Alleg- You know, I, I think our society is getting so sensitive nowadays. It's like you, the moment you say something or something that disagrees with a, a person, they throw tantrums. It's no freedom of speech whatsoever anymore. I don't but know what you have you They have been slowly but surely taking away our freedom of speech. Slowly but surely. Every, well, you're well you're I'm going to say, well, yeah, you're right. You're right, but I think back in the '90s, we we could say a little bit more then than we could say now. We could still say it. It's just repercussions. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> we it, it only I think freedom of speech only applies to who non non black. I'm gonna just say it. If we say it, I, it's a problem. If they say it, oh, they didn't know that it was offensive. Nah, it depends <laughs> on the situation. It kind of, yeah. it's up in the air. Uh, I can't, I can't completely agree with you on that one. Well, I'm just saying that's the way that it seems like it's uh, it's working. So if I come out and say. Uh, if you okay, if you come out and say, uh, I just like to grab a little pussy, oh, that's offensive. But if Donald Trump says he likes to grab a little pussy, it's like, oh, well, that's not how he meant it. What he really meant to say was, you know what I'm saying? So there's a difference. 
I, I just believe you know it's, about, it's about the money. It's, it's all about the money. So if you haven't, as, as we just heard with Robert, he, well, because yeah. of who he is, he can he can be behind 100000 but let somebody like me be behind $2, and it's a problem. So it's just all about rich, that money. Rich man, Wait, broke man, on. problems. Going back to the freedom and you're saying the couple that uh, it's it's mainly when when um, blacks we can't say anything, but however I'm also seeing that amongst blacks a lot of blacks are very sensitive, like they but like Katy Perry has some shoes on, you know these shoes out, and this is just when the whole Gucci sweater thing popped off, and Katy Perry had a white version and a black version. Black people saw the black version, and they got an uproar that you're trying to blackface us. And that wasn't her intention at all. She's like, I have a white version of the same kind, same eyes, same, same same nose, same lips. It's like we're so sensitive, and it's like we're well, so quick to, like, throw, throw the that was a, card. That was a light, like, no, nah, it was a light skin and a dark skin. It was all, they were all black. Yeah. Well, but, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Shoes. Yeah, it was on shoes, but I get what you're saying, but here is the thing. These companies, it's mighty funny that they're all dropping something that's just so racially sensitive all at the same time. And I don't think that it's that black people are so sensitive. It's just the fact that they continuously do it. And yet, it's always, oh, we apologize, we didn't mean to be so offensive. You knew what the hell you was doing. That's just like, see, um, that's for the instance, thing. That's, they, they know the what thing. they're when you doing. Hear, wait, when you see somebody's truth, when you hear somebody's truth, fuck the apology. When I see what you think now. I understand, you know what I'm saying? So, right. when you understand, when you know better, you need to react better as people. Don't buy their shit, period. I get well, that's how you well, rock. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing now. That's so. That's what they're saying. Okay, well, we're gonna stop buying stuff. But did you see the the okay on Instagram today? Ti posted a message that he received from his sister. It was like the last message that he received, and his sister said, you know, she used to work in Phil's mall, and she said that these high end stores they make certain clothes specifically for the black people that the regular, like let's say the white people won't even, you know, don't buy. They buy stuff that's geared straight towards them. So, you know, it's basically like, yes, you don't stop buying their stuff because they know exactly what they're doing. They know they make stuff specifically for y'all to target y'all to buy. So because it's a lot of things that I see, like, for instance, I'm going to say, like, I have a Louis Vuitton purse, right? My Louis Vuitton purse is so low-key that you don't know that it's Louis Vuitton unless I sit it down on the table and you actually see the L and V in the bottom left-hand corner of the purse. Everybody don't buy that because everybody wants you to know, hey, I got a Louis. So they're going to get the one that got all the monograms and everything going to signify, hey, I got a Louis. Look at me. No. Get what, you know, I'm, I'm going to get something that's unless you unless you are a connoisseur of Louis, you don't even know that I got a Louis purse. 
and and that's how it's. I mean, you know, we we so big and quick on publicizing what we got that we we miss the whole point. Everybody well, trying only, to be. Not only. Not I only don't that, know what, but what also, I got from that. I'm saying Oprah shared a story um, of her, her and Gail went to um, Italy. Um, to get, they went to Louis Vuitton store there, there, and uh, her goddaughter, which is Gail's daughter, wanted a purse, and um, so she's like, it was her graduation. She's going to get her a purse, like pick whatever kind of purse you want, and so she picked this purse. It was in the window, and um, um, her goddaughter said, you know, I want this purse. The sales representative told her no, she couldn't have that purse. And then they're all looking at each other like, what do you mean? It's right there. It's, you know, I can afford the purse. That's what Oprah's saying. I, can afford, I don't give a damn how much purse is. I can afford it. That representative would not sell her the purse. And then she demanded to see the manager. And the manager was also telling her, no, she couldn't buy the purse. Okay, so you're getting, you, even though you're buying well, why- high-ticket things, you know, what was because she's black. It was because she's black. They didn't know she was Oprah. Because let me tell you, the first time when they got wind that she was Oprah, okay, okay, now we'll go ahead and give you the purse. Then her goddaughter was like, no, I don't want that purse anymore. So first sign was her skin color. You know, and it's you know, it, and and it happens a lot. Like people would judge you. You think because you elevated to a certain staff, a certain status, or a certain whatever financial ranking you feel oh i'm going to go out and buy what you think is high quality brand name items and you go in these stores and you like oh, i got money to spend and all these sales representatives retail sales representatives they're looking at you like you're just a nigga and you don't well, belong, okay. you don't belong but you have market. but it's 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 like twofold right so we keep hearing the same thing over and over again about how we, you know, you have the high end, you have this, you have the Louis, you have the Gucci, you have the Prada, you know, you have the Fendi, you have all these different top name brands. But uh-huh. there are other top name brands that the common person doesn't know. Unless you're in certain circles, you don't know uh-huh. who they are. And that is true. Truthfully, and, and truthfully, if, I mean, one, we're giving them a lot of play. Because as soon as they uh-huh. do something like this, they know that their name is going to be now back in the media. And, I mean, all publicity is, is good publicity, whether it's bad or good. Your name is yep. out there in the media. And so now they they hear that. If we want to make a change when it happens, all right, we know it happens. And then let's have an alternative. But that means people of color, businesses, or who, whatever business who or or Whoever, it doesn't necessarily have to be people of color, but just anyone else that says, "Hey, I value your dollar." They do the things that need to be done so that they can get that. You have to have an outlet. We can't say, "Well, we're going to boycott Gucci," and then so well, where are we going to go? Fubu, Fubu, not but, in town. Well, I no, mean, like, okay, no, but, you know, no, but you we have, have like, we don't as black people, like, so hold on. But you have to realize there's a lot of quality um, products out here. And my not a name brand. Um, if, it, if it looks good and a good quality, I'm gonna buy it. I don't. I don't give a damn about the name brand because if it looks good on me, I'm gonna get compliments one way or the other. I bought some K Swiss for fifteen dollars at Meyer. I get stopped all the time from rocking those. 
So, I mean, if you... You're showing, you're showing your age right now. <laughs> no, never. I sure did. I got it. I got it. I got it. Wait a minute. They bring in Deodora and Tree and uh and Elise back at uh uh champions, so I'm sure K Swiss is gonna come right back around. <laughs> nah, we we gonna skip the K Swiss. We're gonna skip them. But you know, I think if we collectively went in, because we know our dollars are powerful, especially we work together. That uh, movie Black Panther, when we all collectively saw that movie, we that movie generated a lot of money. So, you know, I don't you know what the makeup market of, um, you know, people of African Americans or blacks all over the world buy Gucci, but if it did slow down and stop, that would that would you know, trigger these companies and say, hey, we have to do better. We have to elevate and make a whole segment and do – Nike is another example. My son was talking about Nike. Um, there was a player on Duke who wore um, – um, was it Paul George? Jim's shoe? No. Not, uh, was it, what was it? Oh, yeah. Yes, Paul George. Yes, it was Paul George. He, um, he wore his shoe during the game. And his foot slid right out the damn shoe, broke through the shoe. Poor quality material. These companies Somebody are trying to escalate. That and baby shoe. Somebody no, now it's a poor quality. That baby shoe. He a was a star player of the team, and he's getting you ready to go to the thing. NBA. <laughs> no, no, and then and then shoe. if you go go Google, <laughs> like the NBA went to the, uh, Nike jerseys. A lot of these Nike jerseys are tearing up on the NBA players. This because you know I get Nike's a, a big, huge conglomerate company, but in, in the and every company wants to maximize their profit. But at some point, you have to have integrity. Keep the quality of your of the shoe. I mean, a lot of these shoes they don't have the quality. They're very cheaply made. You go to DSW, you examine those shoes. They are very cheaply made with some high-end ticker prices on it. And it doesn't make any sense, and people buy it. You better well, be smart as a Well, let me say this. One problem, one issue, like I understand the black people sticking together and I'm, our money is valuable and, you know, we, we spend a lot of money. But one thing about black people is we don't want to support each other. We can sell the same thing for the same price, damn near, without the name brand on it, and we would, and our people will still buy the name brand instead of buying Nicole's shoe. They'll buy a Gucci shoe, same name, same price, but because that shoe say Gucci, they gonna buy it. So it's it's a problem within us. That's it, and I always say this, it goes back to the very beginning from when we was brought here on the ship. We are still messed up mentally, mentally enslaved. We don't want to support each other, and we're still divided. And I don't think that would ever change. I think we got tweet on the the line, so I'm going to get this this call, and I'm going to bring them through. I'm, this is, I'm hoping this is who I think it is. Is this Tweet? What's going on? Yeah, this is Tweet. Hey! Hey! 
Hey, how you doing? I'm doing perfectly Welcome well. Thanks for asking. Radio. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I was, I was listening in for a while. So, what do you I, think I about what we were talking about? Um, I my opinion is, um, I grew up um, what seemed like a mixed race family. Like my grandmother looked white, and um. My mom's really light-skinned. She looks mixed. And I grew up thinking that I was, like, part Native American, and I thought I was Irish, German, Russian, Blackfoot, Native American, Cherokee, and I was told in my family I was part Japanese. So I did my ancestry recently and found out that I'm 85% African. Um, I have have no um, true Native American in me. What I thought was Native American (laughs) was Filipino and Portuguese, and um, so um, my whole life I've been running around saying those other things, and it just kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, if we put someone who represented every single race, color, and creed into a building and set the building on fire and only burn their top layer of skin, they're just going to come out as burnt humans. And Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, we, we... we talk about um, color and we talk about race and, and all these things, just the titles create division. But I think what it really boils down to is how are we working on ourselves individually? You know, um, it took me years to get to the place where I am, where I had to learn that I'd rather be happy than to be right. And mm-hmm. every time I made a, every time I made a judgment of someone else, the seed of that judgment came out of me. I was the one that had the judgment. I created the judgment. I realized when I walked into a place and I felt like everybody was looking at me and I was thinking of all this stuff that they're probably thinking, I'm the only one that's hearing those thoughts and I'm the only one that's thinking those thoughts. So I understand that as a people and as a skin color, as a race, as a culture, that we do have to do better with coming together and supporting each other and looking out. But we do have to remember at the end of the day, no matter who's saying what, we are all the human race. And nothing... Nothing will prove that better than aliens coming to this planet and showing themselves in a different light. I bet we'll all find a way to get together and stick together because we won't know what the hell we're dealing with. So you look at a situation like 9-11 and how it brought people together that probably hated each other the day before that. But everybody was under stress. Everybody felt like we were under attack, felt like we were at war, and we were finding a way to stick together as a people. And so instead of, like, making the color lines and all these other things, because I heard, like, you know, Slate say, you know, when we promote companies that use ads like blackface and stuff like that, it's that promotion. But more than anything, it had us going against each other, few um, celebrities going against each other, because some people were like, I don't care about that. I'm going to still wear my stuff. Some people mm-hmm. were saying, yo, you're a sellout for doing it. It's like at the end of the day, man, it's like what I eat don't make nobody else shit. So mm-hmm. I got to deal with who I am as a person. I got to, like, I got children. So if Gucci is going to offer me something and make money to put food on my table and it has nothing to do with blackface, if I do that, I'll be judged. But if I don't do it, then I take money away from myself and my kids because of what? Ego, judgment because it's something that doesn't have anything to do with me. Like, when I saw that, instead of just jumping on a bandwagon and I researched 
where blackface came from and mm-hmm. how it affected the people that experienced that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I literally got emotional over that. Like, damn, that's that hit me to the core. Like, wow, these people went through everything that they went through to give us a shot today. And we're mm-hmm. taking our shot and we're turning it on each other. You know, be it race, color, whatever, we got to remember that if, how is your walk? What is your soul like? I mean, I don't care what people's career is, how much money they make or whatever they're doing. What is your core soul like? Who are you at the core of your being? Are you asking for more than what you're offering to the universe? Are you putting, Are you adding to this world? Are you adding to people other than just yourself? Does your career create a space for other people where they can grow? Or is your career taken from other people? So I, I love the idea of us supporting each other and um, – people coming up with different lines. Like I know that Jay-Z has a part in Puma now, and Puma wasn't doing as well for a while, but I see a lot more athletes and other people supporting that. So, I mean, at best, if we can be stronger within ourselves, we won't be so affected by so many things happening outside ourselves. And we'll realize that as we grow, some people aren't growing at the level that we're growing at, so we have to have compassion for them. If there's a big company like Gucci that's willing to gamble their money and make some blackface crowd, they lost a lot of money over that. There's some boardroom talks that we didn't get to hear about. So as we talk about the people that continue to support them, they had to eat some humble pie behind those ads too. Prada and the other company that was doing it as well, they had to eat some everybody to be able to feed their kids and live the life that they deserve to live. So it starts with us. It starts without. It starts with not having so much hate that we can't wait to throw somebody else under the bus. It's like you just realize that people are growing at different times, different rates, and you just pray for them and just hope that they find their way. But you just keep living the example of whatever that is for you and shine your light. That's what. That's how I feel about that. You know, I want to say that was beautiful, beautifully spoken, beautifully said. And I've been following you on Instagram, and you speak a lot about forgiveness. And um, and that triggered something within me. I had, um, personally, I believe in Jesus and God. And I was thinking about how God um, or Jesus loved people for who they are. And even the people that he knew would betray him, he knew that right. they would not. They would betray him before they before they even knew they would do do it themselves. Like he accepted right. it and still loved them the same. And that is like right. that is ultimate love, and and still forgave. We as humans, every we have an issue uh, forgiving. The moment somebody steps outside of what we think is right, and sometimes you know. And they try to redeem. They try to say, "I'm sorry," because Nick, you were saying earlier, you know, they want to say these companies want to say, "I'm sorry," and and everything. And I initially want to say, you know what? I don't want to hear your stuff because I already know who you are. This is an example of who you are. And then I had to stop right. myself that just because you were that person at that moment and that you are not defined to be that person all the time. Um, right. It's like we do grow. You know, a lot of people, a lot of celebrities are getting thrown under the bus because they said certain things on Twitter 10 years ago or, you know, how many years ago. And people want to blast them for that, for what they said and what their mindset was years ago. You just said it took you a long time to get to this space. But if somebody oh my God, yeah. come to you, 
So if somebody wants to come to you today and treat you how you used to be, that's not fair. So um, forgiveness is so key, and and to keep on reminding yourself to just be better, to do better, and that everybody has a different space that they're learning in and that they're growing in. They're not exactly. growing in the same space as you, but don't disrespect their growth. That's what I got from right. that message, and I want to say thank you because I needed that reminder. Oh man, that's that my pleasure. It's a constant. It's a constant work, though. I mean, you never get it done. As long as you're alive, there's still going to be more to learn. There's still going. I mean, trust me. I sound like the perfect example of all these things that I talk about every day. But it's true that what you teach is what you need to learn the most. And all that high vibe stuff that I'm on. I mean, I have to practice it day in and day out. I still get met with situations via people I deal with, my kids, like, I mean, I have to find compassion for my wifey and and understand that, you know, just because I thought that things should happen a certain way, she has her own way of doing things and she could have had a completely different plan. And if I feel like there's going to be an issue with the plan that she came up with, sometimes people got to walk their own path and figure it out on their own, just like somebody like these brands to make a, a decision in the boardroom, put it out into the world, then have the backlash, then have a new meeting, like, oh, my God, what just happened? You know, sometimes that's a, that's the awakening moment. That's when people actually get on their path or actually realize, hold up, I need to be different or I need to try something else. And if we don't allow that, just think about if God didn't forgive us. I mean, come on. Like, we, mm-hmm. we'd all be in such a bad space. Like, if we didn't have forgiveness for a lot of the stuff that we even think, like stuff that we say out of our mouths, but imagine if everything we thought was on TV or you could actually hear what people were thinking, like the new movie that's out, uh, What a Man Wants, with Taraji P. Henson. I mean, if it was was really like that, instead of just people hearing it and it was like out loud, like your thoughts was written on a billboard or you're walking around with an AI and they said everything you were thinking, you would do better to work on how you think of things or how you think of people. And people Mm -hmm. complain a lot, but our own worst enemy that I've learned even for me, my, my worst enemy and my greatest challenger has always been myself. It's I'm Mm -hmm. the thinker of the thoughts. Like if I see something I think is ugly, the see the thought is coming out of me. The vision is coming out of mm-hmm. me. I have to have ugly in me to be able to see that as ugly. And I'm trying to work on just being better with my judgment, like of myself and other people. And I mean, trust me, I swear to God, it's the hardest work I've ever had to do because there's always something. There's always a reason to be that same you that you practiced being for so many years. But I assure you, the reward that you get. When you make the choice to see the good in almost every situation that you're involved in, there's always a gift. Or if you can't see the good, just say thank you, God. I don't know what's happening or what's going on, but just thank you because I know you, mm-hmm. you're you in everything. So there has to be some kind of either blessing, lesson. There's no test. We always say there's a test. There's just opportunities to show our growth and show what we've been practicing. There ain't no test. That's bullcrap. There ain't no test. It's just opportunity. Now, with with all of this this growth that you that you have come into, is that started? I mean, did that help? Like, you kind of go into the path for relationship coaching, or what kind of brought that on? Um. Yeah, definitely. Like, I was married for thirteen years. I was going through a divorce for twelve of them, and um, I found. Oh wow! And, and, um, I can relate. 
Go ahead. Yeah, I, I filed for the divorce. I dated another person, um, like, while I was separated, and then I ended up not being in that relationship anymore. And I, I felt like, oh, I keep meeting all these women that are, like, the same women and blah, 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 blah. And to answer your question, yes, this is definitely what it was. I didn't know I was in training the whole time, Slate. And what ended up happening was I realized that it wasn't those people. It was me. I was creating this energy. These people were being mm-hmm. obedient to what I was asking for for my life. So I kept creating the same thing until I finally learned the lesson that it's not them, it's me. The only way that yeah. I'm going to get what I know that I deserve is to become what I'm asking for. If mm-hmm. I want somebody to be the best woman and look the best and act the best and have compassion and not sleep around, and not, i got to be that. How can I ask mm-hmm. for it if I can't offer it? It's not fair. You can't ask for the perfect guy or the perfect woman if you're if they can't get perfect back from you. It ain't fair. So I had to become you know these this? things that I was asking for. Say, say that one. Say that moment. one more time. Because you need to hear that. That is right. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, listen, but this is Sandy. I'm playing, hold on, let me say this. It's like a class. Remember if you failed the class? If you failed the class, you had to repeat that class. And if you repeated the oh, class, yeah. you may get a different instructor. You know, you may get a different teacher, but it's the same lesson. So that's like mm-hmm. what life yeah. like you were saying. You know, um, Tweet, like you were saying, you know, if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to repeat the class. Same script, different cast. You're gonna keep going exactly. through the same cycle, getting the same results, and then it's so it's so crazy. You know, you remember that fake change? Like, say you, you cheated, and then you get caught cheating. Ooh, baby, I ain't gonna cheat no more, and I ain't gonna cheat because she gonna. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not really changing for that. You're not changing for yourself. You're changing for a temporary thing. So exactly. you're, gonna be, you're gonna be in that same position, some with with someone else, until you want to do better. Not I want to be better because I want to be with you. Whether we together or not, I'm still gonna be good. He, he so just, you've got to be, he, he just told he just told you that. He just said all that. You just that, repeating it. This is reiterated. I'm co signing. You let me co sign. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I got a nine receipt. I tell my, I I tell my kids like, this. I, I have to co sign it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. I tell my kids all the time, I say, look, it's like this. Blame is the destroyer of growth. Every time mm. I blame somebody else for what happened to me, first of all, I gave my power away. And then second of all, I can't grow if I'm still pointing the finger at someone else, not taking responsibility for my choices. But only what I allow is going to happen to me. I have to give these things permission. Like to, feel in, to, to be embarrassed, you have to feel embarrassed. If you slip and fall and everybody's laughing, that don't mean nothing. If you get up, it's like people fall all the time. But if you take it as like, oh, my gosh, I'm embarrassed, then you're going to be embarrassed. You just got to understand that, all right, I fell because maybe I needed to get to where I was going a a hundredth of a second later so I didn't get hit by that car that came. Uh But we got to understand that the universe is like that. It puts stuff in our way to make sure that we don't get to certain things. Certain times people don't, don't get a job that they go out for. But that's a blessing in disguise because you don't get that job, it may spark ambition in you like Michael Jordan getting cut from that basketball team then becoming the greatest player to ever touch the ball. You know, that's how it happens. It's either going to make you or it's going to break you. And when it makes you, you get to be what you were created to be by the source. 
And that's what it's all now, about. Finding now finding the gift now in every know. message. Now I wanna know. Do you truly and through through this enlightenment, have you truly mm-hmm. learned to enjoy the journey? Oh my god, yeah. That's because that's all it's about. Uh, it's always a, like even when you get what it is that you say that you really want the most, there's always more. There's always a journey. I mean, if you want to be a, a there's, there's a lot of people that want a record deal or want to be an athlete. Once you get the contract, it ain't over. That's when a, a whole new journey starts. Now you got the contract. Now you got to be not just a participant. If you want to be the best, you want to hang your jersey in the Hall of Fame, or you want to be the number one artist. You can't be the number one artist once, and then, like, when people say just give them a million dollars and they're cool, man, if you knew how much taxes they take off a million dollars, you don't even really get a million dollars. Like, you got to keep going and keep working, and if you can acquire a million dollars, well, damn, then ask for way more than that then. Like, if you could get that, then keep going. So, yeah, the journey is all it's about, and imagine this. If we – it's always just right now. There's no yesterday. There's no tomorrow. There's – an hour ago in my life is never going to happen again. I can never get that back. So it's always just right now. So I've learned to maximize my right now. That's why I said, I started saying best life ever in 2012. If you go back on my Instagram and look in the beginning, when I first started doing Instagram, I was saying best life ever. And I was saying, I, I love my life. And I was saying, these are all hashtags. And I was saying, hashtag, I'm, I'm living my heaven. I was not doing none of that. I was living my worst life ever. I was going through it. I was struggling. I was trying to get, you know, I wasn't even in my group at one point. I had a lot going on. But all those things brought me to my real self. They brought me to understand that right here, right now, in this moment, I can make this the best moment of my life. And if I practice doing that, I'll look back and I've spent an an entire life of enjoyment, not complaining. Because everything that happened to me happened to me by my, by my permission. Because I'm manifesting everything that happened to me. If somebody wake up and they're having a, a fucked up day, that's on them. You can make your day better by changing the way you're looking at it, by the way you feel about it. So if you're in a relationship and it sucks, you pick that person. So you can unpick them or you can start seeing those qualities in them that made you want to be with them in the first place. It's all up to you. But know your worth and know what you deserve and demand it and offer it. And that's the way that life is about reciprocity. You give and you receive. If I'm giving myself the best and I'm going to be around somebody else, I'm going to expect the best. But trust me, I offer you the best as well. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. this message has been given to us. I'm about to co-sign again, damn it. I thought about oh. uh, <laughs> When he said, Cat Williams said, she said, you fucked up my self-esteem. He said, it's called self-esteem, bitch. How can I tell you how to feel about you? Yes. Yes. I say that all the time. That was a good one. I, I let that one slide. That was a good one. I like that. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's facts. Hey, you know, have, have y'all have y'all noticed how a lot of times the people that we love the most, we put the most pressure on them, like our kids, our relationship, yes. because we yes. have this idea of what we see for them, we see their potential and all this stuff, and they try to make decisions that we feel aren't in line with what we see for them, 
And instead of just, like, supporting them and congratulating them, we kind of, like, throw all these roadblocks in the way. Because I haven't, the most roadblocks I've ever experienced came from the people that I love and who are supposed to love me the most. But they they made me stronger. But at the same time, they've taught me to just trust that people are being blessed by the same God that's blessing me. Like, when mm-hmm. we're born on this planet, everybody has to go through the faith test. I call the faith test from zero to self-realization. You got to trust whoever the hell is holding you, whatever they're feeding you, like where, wherever they're taking you, you just got to trust. Like you have no control mm-hmm. over it. You just got to go with it. So when we, when we become adults and we get like to where we are today, we feel like we got to control every damn thing. We got to be in like the driver's seat of everything. But, you know, the way we got to this point, the way we learn how to walk and talk and all those things were by just being and enjoying ourselves right where we were and knowing that no matter what, we're okay. We're good. Okay. What about unnecessary pressure? You know, because um, sometimes you look at uh, uh, LeVar Ball or you look at, you know, even guys that want to say, oh, my queen this, I'm the king this. So they try to tell their son from, a, like, a, you know, yay high, you're king, you're king. Um, um, what's his name? Um, gosh, I can't even think of Drumline. Remember who played the Drumline, Wildin' Out? What's his name? Was married Nick to Mariah Carey. Nick Cannon. He yes. was saying, yes, he was saying that he used to put these women that he dated on these unrealistic pedestals. He would, and he said before he even got to know her, he was putting there, you a queen this, you a queen that, and she said later on they would tell me I got scared to show you who I really was. I got scared to really fuck up in front of you. I got scared, so I was living all these double lives. Because you put me on this unreal, unrealistic expectation on this level, and some parents do that to kids. This is my son, the prince and the king, and he like, Dad, shit, I'm, I'm just me. <laughs> you know I'm just a kid. Why can't I just be me and just be cool? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck up, and I, and I want you well, to have my back. Well, see, but you gotta, but you have to understand too, and 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 and, I mean, you just have to understand. So, for. For fathers, and I'll speak from from fathers, and help, and help me out, tweet. So we we say things because we want to build up our children, and we are normally harder, especially the boys. We're so much harder on them than we are for the for the girls. We're more, you know, we we're we're a lot gentler with them, but for the boys, we understand how life is going to be difficult, and. I know for me, I will say, if you can deal with me, you can deal with life. Because I'm going to, I'm, my job is, I'm not, I'm not raising no little girl. God, you, God brought you here as a boy. I'll have to raise you as a man. I'm not, I'm not raising you, you know, to be sissified. So therefore, you are going to have to understand that you have melanin in your skin and people treat you a certain type of way, and that shit can't get you down because you still have to achieve your goals in this life and be able to be a blessing to everyone that you that you touch. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, you definitely got to um, find your way to being the best you you can be, and you definitely want to add value to everything that you're a part of. And a child doesn't know how to do that unless they have the example there, you know. But there's, I mean, my mom beat the hell out of us, but then when I grew up and realized why she did it, I understood a little better. Like, I, we did Unsung, and that wasn't fair to my mom how 
I told the story. Now, mind you, I told the truth. My brother Tilo told the truth. Arrell told the truth. But realistically, um, that's not how you do it. Like, if that's my mom, because she could have got rid of me before the nine months was up, and she gave me a shot. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, I owe I owe her at least that. I owe her the respect that she did that for me, you know. And mm-hmm. so I didn't think about that at the time because I was trying to have the conversation with her. My brother was as well. And she just didn't want to hear it, you know. And then when I thought back to, like, how her life experience was, I felt like I should have I exercised more compassion. First, this is my mom. Second, mm-hmm. she's made by the same God that made me. So I should have found a different way to communicate how I felt or to get this message out. And so as a father, I have, I have um, three boys biologically and a, a little girl. And I also claim my wifey's children which is um, two more girls and a boy. And so the way I deal with them is I, I don't tell them what to do. I just give them an example of what has worked and what hasn't worked in my life, and I just help mm-hmm. guide them. Now, once I learn that children are going to do whatever the hell they want anyway, no matter what you say, I, I had to realize that, I, yeah, I had to realize that, I can't become their enemy or, like, their coach or, like, this drill sergeant because they ain't going to listen to me. They're going to do the complete opposite, which is, like, they're going to have to learn the hard way if they go that route. So if I make suggestions to them and then live it out loud, they can see me living it. They can see me having compassion. They can see me changing. They they hear me say I'm, I apologize and I'm sorry when I know I'm wrong, and I put it out there and say, look, just because you're the child and I'm the parent doesn't mean I wasn't wrong in this situation, and I say sorry to them. Mm-hmm. And so my children look at me mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. So I tell my kids, like, I learn from them. Now, when it comes to the ass-whooping situation, like, I think we manifest because there's there's a part of us that lives inside of us that's spiritually connected to God, and it never gets disconnected. This is my opinion. I feel like it never gets disconnected from God, and I feel like we manifest and create what we need for our lives in this life. I'm from Gary, Indiana, born, lived there till I was like eight, moved to Minnesota, St. Paul, then moved back to Gary, and the Jacksons are from Gary. Joe Jackson beat mm-hmm. the hell out of his kids. But let's keep mm-hmm. it 100. Those are some billion-dollar ass whoopings. Because look, look at Michael Jackson, <laughs> the best singer in the history is to ever touch the mic. And all we could talk about from Joe was he whooped his kids' ass. Now, if you know, if you go and research Gary, Indiana, you see, I love Gary. I love where I'm from. But you can't be no punk coming from out of there. Even the nerves right. will get you. So at the end of the day, it's like you got you to gotta understand that this man was like, my kids are not, just like you just said, Slate, he was like, my kids are not going to, one, grow up and be at the steel mill. Two, they ain't going to be no damn thugs. So they're going to be in here practicing, and they're going to use the talent because we got to get the hell out of here. And that's uh-huh. how he felt. He felt like, I'm going to beat their ass or whatever I got to do, but I'm going to keep y'all focused because we got to go. It worked. Michael Jackson was a megastar by the time he was six. Yeah, man. Everybody's in their own space, their own space. So everybody loves differently. Okay, so it's like our parents, Mm -hmm. our grandparents, with their understanding of love, is that the only way they can show it because that's how they understand it. So it goes yeah. back to that ass whooping, you know. And so that's what they were shown. This is how I know to show it. You know what I'm saying? So right. how am I going to get these boys to meet in your mind? How am I going to get these boys, you know, because, hey, you got some mothers, they they scared of their damn sons. And yeah. 
And you got other mothers, you know, like myself. I gave, but I, my kids hate when I tell them this. I said, honey, I fucked and made you. It ain't, I, it, get your life and get right. And so my dad, and they said, oh, I hate when you say that. <laughs> so, but, um, it's but nice it's, it, it is fact. I, I'm, a, I, I'm definitely a truth teller. But I had, when I first started, my first, my oldest one, who's now 23, you know, I was, my mom whooped ass, cussed me out and stuff like that, but that wasn't effective towards my son. I had to learn later on. But initially, I was treating him how my mom treated me. You know what I'm saying? So as, they, as my kids got older, I started adjusting my parenting because I was not working with this one or I ain't working with that one. I got to do something else. But back then, our parents, this is how it was. This is what worked for me. You just, This is how it is. This is what I learned. And people love and move to their understanding. And sometimes we have to understand that, respect that space. Yeah. You just hit it on the head. That's true. A, a lot of yeah. us, though, um, if we look at our grandparents and the great-grandparents or whatever, they weren't too far removed from slavery. So those ass-whoopings were like something that they that we pretty much inherited. I mean, I don't know uh-huh. if back in the day, like, um, you went back to Africa over 400, 500 years ago, we were beating the hell out of our kids. I don't know if it was like that. But I know that when our people, first of all, let's stop for a second and acknowledge the strength of whoever survived that 4,000-mile trek in whatever boat or ship, whatever they brought them over in. That, that had to have been the toughest thing ever, especially after thinking that you're going to the promised land for God because a lot of these people went on these ships willingly. They were praying, and they went over and prayed, and then they went and got on the ship, but they didn't know it was a setup. They, all they knew is they were going to God. But truthfully, let's look at it now. We're on the radio show all together. One thing we share is the fact that we do have some African descent in all of us, and so we made it. We did make it. I mean, they didn't tell us the Rome was going to be as hellish as it was, but, I mean, it did work out. And now we have billionaires here in America. you got to think about how amazing that is, like to come here in chains and shackles. Some of them were sitting next to their family members and loved ones dead for days, weeks, months. You know what I mean? And they made it through that. And to make it through, and then we look at some people like, you just crazy. Well, I mean, psychologically, you know, if you grow up from a certain bloodline and you come from the people that went through that, I mean, how changed is it? Because if we have kids, don't we pass down who we are to our kids? So some of the behavior of, of the slavery is still in us because it's still been passed down and passed down and passed down. It's not until, like, we have kids. Our kids don't try to be like us all the time. They want to be like themselves. So they, you right. say, back in the day, we used to, they'd be like, that's y'all. You know what I mean? But yep. it's creating mm-hmm. a new people. Like, one thing I like about these new kids is they ain't about that race crap. they like, are you cool mm-hmm. or are you not? Are you on our wave or you not? You know, you got swag yep. or you don't? Uh, can Do I yep. understand where you're coming from or not? They don't give a damn what you, they don't care if you big as hell, dark, so they don't care. They don't even right. care. They, no. just, they, they accept you if you about their vibe. And that's what it is. So the world is waking up. Things are changing. And if we want to judge our kids, and it's crazy how, like, we're stuck in this bubble where we didn't have technology and social media and all that stuff. So as parents, we're, like, coming at our kids like, man, uh, y'all need to stay off that social media. We didn't have that growing up. Like, eh, we didn't. But um, <laughs> there's a lot less kids out here in these streets stealing because they're at home playing video games. 
So let's uh, applaud yeah. the fact that we don't have cats out here at the park fighting and none of that ain't happening. These fools are at home playing Fortnite, and it's all good. <laughs> you know, I'd rather I'd rather my son be in the other room for hours playing Fortnite than to be out in the street and I don't know where the hell he is. And That's people right. dying on the news all day. Like, no, you think social media. You think these video games because they're keeping our kids safe. Well, and that well, I, I think it's a balance. Cool. Sometimes all day and all night, they need to, you know, they need to, to also pick up a book and, and educate themselves. But I, I yeah, but Slate, you gotta understand, like that couple book, that's still old school to us. Like we, listen, man, I got a phone full of audio books because I don't have time to sit down and do that. But I listen to it in my headset. But these kids ain't picking up no book, bro. But if if you want them to pick up a book, put it on YouTube. And they'll yeah, watch well, your book I mean, on YouTube. Right, well, pick up your phone. Well, well, you, YouTube, pick up your YouTube, phone. Or tell Google, Google, can you please play me? <laughs> because right. yeah, can you play me, can you play me Uncle Slate's book so I can listen to the whole thing? No. And they'll listen to your whole book in an hour and 15 minutes. Right. No, what they're going to so, do, they first so, going to do, they're going to see how long that message is. They're going to see how long it is. They're going to fast <laughs> But no, you're right. I'm not. What I'm what, what I'm not saying is like I'm not saying sit there day in day out and act like you know you ain't got to pay no bills or you don't care about anything. But I I am saying to a certain extent that these the social media world and the video games and all that is keeping the kids a little more safe than we once were because yeah. you you don't kids aren't really getting into fights at the park at the basketball court like that's that's like the percentage on oh, that is oh. so down. Because these little kids are writing programs and creating apps, and they're selling stuff right. online. And they, I mean, my son builds, com- my youngest son builds computers for people. We make over seven hundred fifty dollars per computer. He's fifteen. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. I mean, wow. at, at, at the end of the day, like all I had to, like say if I stopped him from doing his whole computer things. He's been into it since he was a kid. He, if you bought him a phone. He wants to take it apart and put it back together. And there were some times I, I, I'm like, man, listen, these phones are getting higher and higher. And I was coming at him <laughs> sideways. And because I meditate and I actually listen to energy from source, energy from God, I stopped messing with him about that. And then he ends up, his mom gets him enrolled in a camp at UCLA that teaches how to code computers and all that. So now he's, he's fluent in a few different coding languages, and he builds computers for a living. That's how he makes side money. And he oh, doesn't wow. go to a regular school. He goes to a school where three and a half days he goes into school and does, like, college hours. Some of his classes are at 7 at night. And then the other time he's going to school online. And back in the day, I mean, when even when the idea came about, I was like, oh, my God, he's not responsible enough to do this. He ain't going to do it. This is his language. He's, this kid has an A-minus average right now. And just wow. last year, wow. honestly, he had all F's and a C minus. Last year, when he had to go to school, he hated it. He hated uh, going right. mixing with all these other kids. But his his just like there are different le- love languages, there are different learning languages and different interaction uh-huh. languages. And he doesn't want to be sitting in class every day. But I look at his grades now. I'm I'm literally he just earned some earpods from Apple because he is on point with his grades, and I'm so proud of him. And instead of, like, you know, because there has to be balance in even the way that you 
congratulate somebody for something that they mm-hmm. do. If you congratulate them too hard, you're basically saying, I didn't think you could do it. You know, uh-huh. but if you don't congratulate them enough, you're kind of saying, um, this is what you're supposed to be doing, so whatever. So that's like having zero yeah. credit. So you got to be balanced in how you congratulate. So I first I gave him a, like an allowance of 20 bucks and said, good job. And now he's worked his 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 grades have been consistent, so now he's worked himself up to $150 pair of ear pods. I mean, I'm talking about kids that I used to give $500 just for the fun of it. I had to learn I was ruining my kids, and mm-hmm. the best thing I can do is teach them how to how to how to add value before they receive something because I was giving them something for nothing. And life is about reciprocity. And I'm not I wasn't yep. teaching them properly how it's gonna be in life when I'm not around. So I started uh-huh. telling showing them if you do XYZ, you can earn this. And then I'll throw them a bonus if they do it in a faster time than what we planned. So I'm okay. letting them know okay. that in life if you do what you're supposed to do the universe is going to bless you better than you thought you'd be blessed. Right. right. I'm going to say that. That's, that's sweet, a blessing. Okay, sweet, sweet just co-signed what I said. I'm going to just point it out. I'm going to oh, highlight boy. it. Just please Miss Annie on Say Radio. I'm going to tell you how he co Because the question was, do we put our kids on on these platforms not knowing who they are? We automatically call them kings. You're this. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. And when we do that, it may not work in our favor. So the message I heard from Tweet, he had to look at his kid to see who he really is. And he said, I don't belong at that damn school. That's not me. No, you do. No, it's not me. And so now I'm going to show you what I'm about. So we have to learn. We have to get whatever image we want our kids to be and look at them for who they are and then somehow support that. Support, I want support to, their vision, I want, support their dreams. I want, listen, this is Nick. Sandy, I want you to remember that because that goes back to my the time we talked and I told you you need to water your seed and watch it grow because you've already planted your seed. So water your seed and watch it grow. I'm going to talk to Tyreek and I'm going to find out. Let me find I'm out. You know you I had a parent-teacher he has all A's in the B. Yeah, all A's in the B. So I'm going to switch it back to our guest while y'all talking all that foolishness. Because you know she, not, she ain't, she ain't going to water nothing. It's going to be just a dry. <laughs> I want I want to know um, and well, what, what I'm going to suggest. Because especially you say your son is 15 now, right? Yeah, he's so, 15. It'll be 16 in May. Okay. And oh, so wow. My son is 15, 15 as, as well. So what I did is I had him watching, um, if you go on YouTube, it says Currency and Money. And it's like a 10-part series. And I'm doing that so he can have an understanding of the past history of money and gold and what fiat money is versus currency all the way up that will plant seeds. So he understands how the market is going to swing and go up and down and he can understand all of that. So while you're teaching your son about how the the universe will bless you and you give him that history on, on currency and money as well, it will help him for the future. So I want you to 
kind of. Well, hell, I just got buying food. Yo, Slate, thank you, thank you for saying that. But let me tell you, my son already has stocks in his name. Um, some I have something to do with, and some some I have nothing to do with. Um, and also Bitcoin. Um, his first computer he built, he sold shoes that he had. He sold like some of his. He sold some of his old phones. He sold like he he basically raised the money to build his own computer, and that was the example that he used to other people for, so they could hire him. So he's learned about business and enterprise. So if I give him money, like say if I give him twenty bucks, to him he only has seven dollars because he wants to invest the rest of it. Like this, okay. this, this kid wow. is on something that I was not on at his age. If you gave me twenty dollars, um, I really, um, I, I was trying to spend twenty nine dollars, and like, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get nine more dollars right. from my mom or somebody else. And like the way these kids think today is just way different. And I do appreciate what's the when we get off the um call, please send me the link of what you're talking about because I would definitely um lend that to him. And there's a difference okay. between my mm-hmm. kids, like my older sons. My older sons, they're on their own now, and they have their own places, and so they're learning what it's like to to live the adult life, to have bills, to go to work, and then come home and like this month, everything is gonna go to your bills. And when they call me for help, I I look at it and I you know I meditate before I do anything, so I'll meditate mm-hmm. before I help my kids, and sometimes I'm led to not help them with certain situations because it's not help that they need. They want to get the money from me, do what they want to do, and then take take my money and, and pay for their bills and their responsibilities. And sometimes uh-huh. it's like, no, um, you cannot go to the party on Saturday and make sure your bills are paid. Or uh-huh. you you don't have to take your girl out to dinner. You can go to Ralph's or, whole, or the grocery store in your area and buy not some heat-em-up food that's going to cost you $7. For $7, you can get you some apples, oranges, dates, and some strawberries and different things like that. That's a dollar twenty nine a pound for some of that stuff. So if you're really trying to make it, there are different ways to make it other than the way that you've been going. Like running out to a fast food spot versus going to the grocery store. The grocery store is gonna stretch your money out more. So what you're saying about how you did your son, that's that's brilliant. That's genius. That's how you do it because that is how iron sharpens iron. At the end of the day, you help them understand. I used an example from my older son with my nine-year-old daughter, and I said, your brother is asking me for this and that, and I told him this. I said, what, what do you think is happening in this situation? She said, you're teaching him responsibility. I said, I said, sweetie, I'm so glad you understand that. I said, so when it's time for you to start having money the way that you're going to have money, remember, if you, ask for some, if you ask someone for something, make sure it's something that you really need. Because you don't want to use up your favors on frivolous bullcrap when you really need somebody. They feel like you ask so much, they tell you no because they feel like you need to learn. But that's the time when you really, really need them. I said, use yeah. your favors when you really need to use the favors. Don't act, don't use crutches when your leg is fine. You know. What I'm right. So a lot right. of people do that all the time. Even adults, like they ask for things even from their mate, and they they're dependent on their mate. Like, if my wifey is tired and I know she's tired, I'm not going to say, can you go in there and make up something to eat? When tomorrow, maybe I'm, I know I got something to do, so I may be tired when I finish doing it. So I think ahead. I'll be like, baby, I'm going to mm-hmm. cook tonight because I'm going to need you to cook mm-hmm. tomorrow. So it's, like, it's, it's reciprocity. You know what I mean? You got to be – you got you to gotta, you gotta consider 
you got to first consider that this right now is just right now. But if you plan to be around tomorrow, make today work so tomorrow is going to be easier. And that's what I, that's the way I live, and that's the way I try to teach my kids. And I think at the top of the year, I turned 43 in January, and at the top of the year, I went through the most aggressive spiritual growth period that I've ever experienced in my life between January 1st and maybe like three days ago. Really? What happened? Oh, man. Well, first off, there was things like I did an investment that didn't go the way that I planned for it to. So I was living like the investment had already came in and I received what I was supposed to receive for the investment. So I put myself behind the ball on certain things. Now, when you're living like I'm living, because I take care of myself and my family. And like I just told you, it's myself, my wifey, and all our kids, which is seven kids total. I don't take care of all seven kids at the same time, but all seven kids eventually need something during the course of the month that I actually do to look out for them. And so um, with taking care of my own priorities, I put myself in a situation, it was health, it was a lot of stuff that happened because I changed, I used to take, um, I was on this program where I was taking these vitamins, and the vitamins were great, but I I felt like I just wanted to go all natural. I haven't had um, meat since December 31st of 2017. So I've been eating fish all year for a year because, um, long story short, I was doing a couple shows when our group got back together in 2016, and I'm like, man, I'm older now, and I ain't in the shape I used to be in, so I ain't be taking my shirt off and all. I'm grown. I ain't got to do that. My reviews on social media was so bad. I was like, damn, I literally have to take my shirt off at every show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, I done messed up. And, like, it's like Cisco with his hair. Cisco can't come out with black hair. Cisco got to come out with silver hair every time you see him. Otherwise, you're going to be like, that ain't Cisco. Yeah, right. it's like at the end of the day, you – you have to be the seed that you planted until the seed grows into something else. So I had mm-hmm. to really, like, change the way I was eating and change the way I was living. So I've been on this spiritual path for a while, and so I, I started, you know, slowly doing it with my health and everything else. And just from the first to now, I was like, oh, I'm in the spiritual space where I'm helping other people now. And when you're helping people, people don't think you need help. So mm, they yeah, they true. feel like if you're out here praying for people every day and putting up all these positive messages, you couldn't need anything. You got it all figured out. Like, uh, no, I'm still human. I'm still waking up, going to bed every day, and I still got to train my thoughts to see the best in things. Otherwise, I'm experiencing what I'm thinking. And mm-hmm. I got in this way where this investment that I did didn't work out like I wanted it to, and I started having to live a bit more disciplined. And that was tough for me because I'm used to being able to live however the hell I want to live and do whatever I want to do. But that's the key to this type of energy. When you're, when you're manifesting and you're using the law of, of, of law of attraction and you're building this life that you know that you deserve, that you want, that you need, that you know that you've been promised by God, because it's our birthright to live a happy, fruitful life. That's your birthright. Right. We learn all this other crap, the struggle and all this bull crap. We learn that. So, I was put. I put myself in a situation, and that's why I said we're, we're not being tested. This was my time to show my work, show all the stuff that you've been practicing, show all the stuff that you've been saying to everybody else, and I literally had to live what I've been preaching. And what I did was I had to go inside myself. There was a few times of meditation. There was a few times that I got emotional. 
there was a lot of times that I had to really face the real me and say, I know that I've grown a lot, but through all my growth and all my teaching of everyone else, am I going to use what I've been telling everybody and what I've been practicing, or am I going to fall back on everything that I did before I got to this point and actually basically have to start over again? Because we said, like, if you don't pass the, the situation, if you don't, if you don't get in a situation and use the new methods, you're going to repeat the situation again. So I mm-hmm. used the new methods, and it was tough. Sometimes when you want to knock somebody's head off, you can't. You've got to have compassion, and you've got to understand that maybe they made a mistake, and you've got to understand that if they're in a position of business in your life and they make a mistake, how, can you, how do you handle that? Do you go meet them at their car when they get off work like they teach us in Gary? Or do you go and meditate and ask, like, for real? Or do you ask for guidance from the source and you you figure that, oh, this is a strengthening point. And this is also a message that maybe the relationship with this particular business or person or whatever has run its course and it's time to move on to something else. you got to find the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. You gotta find a path of least resistance where everybody end up winning in the end. Let right. me ask you this: because we're all parents here, we're all parents, and Say It Radio. This is this is this Sandy. If you want to call in, this has been a great discussion. Six four six 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 eight two five seven four. What if it's your child? You know, I have a child that I feel has some of my bad qualities. You know how you said it, it took you a long time to get to this space that you are right now. Now. Yeah. You know, with genetics, with everything, with our kids, sometimes it's like you want to get the old you out of your child. Like, you know, like how when you face that mirror image of yourself, you know what I'm saying? Uh You face with that mirror image and you be like, oh, this is my youngest one. I'm I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Sandy, you know you used to do this shit. (laughs) You used to to act like this. What did you want to hear at this age? What did you want to do? You Right now, I want to choke him, but you know, so but I, so I get it because I, I was there, I get it. So, right. what are you, right. what, what is your tactics? Have you ever had a child that gave you you 10 times over the old you? Oh my god, oh. yeah, yes, Lord, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, actually, actually, um, my um, my my eldest son and my um, youngest son. They have this way. My eldest son is just like my junior. He's actually, we're working on some music together, and we're coming out with a single together soon because I'm introducing him as a, a new artist, and he raps and sings as well. So we're coming out with a song called Right Now really soon. And I'm like, he's mm-hmm. like, this dude's like the model citizen. I would literally give him the keys to the, the city right now. But then my second mm-hmm. son, who is me at my most fiery point, uh, he can be me at those points, even though he's a good guy. He's he's a cancer. He's um, I mean, honestly, like I people see him, they're like, oh my gosh, he's so handsome. And he and I bumped heads a few times, uh, a few times on his energy because he was just like, you know, he gets in his way where he's like, I I got it. I don't need help from nobody. I'm gonna take care of myself. And I had to learn that, you know, his ambition. I, I really recognize and understand that ambition. But at the same time, I told him, I said, well, you may not need me now, but your ass needed me to get here. So say you don't need me anymore. <laughs> but don't try to say you don't need me because you needed me to be here. And and so then 
we went from that to I had to realize that this was an opportunity for me to use. I mean, because what is faith? Faith is believing in something before you can actually hold it or or have it in reality, in its monetary value or reality. You got to believe it into existence sometimes. And so I had to start seeing my son as already being this way that I know he's capable of being. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm saying that he was so independent that he felt like he didn't need anyone's help because he's 19 now. So he's like, I don't need anybody's help. And when I started to see him as this person and I started to congratulate him on things that he wasn't even doing yet, he started doing it. Because that's the way the universe works. If you believe in it, and if you only allow yourself, my cousin just recently, um, actually today, she um, got hired at Facebook. She got hired at at Facebook off the Internet. She put her um, resume online, and they found her. I mean, it was so unrealistic when they first contacted her. She was like, "Uh, is this really Facebook? And she realized it was really Facebook when they flew her out, and she got the job today. So the beauty of that is, like... Oh, congratulations, cousin. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, right? And so at the end of the day, it's like I had to use my faith with my son and realize, first of all, I love him to pieces, and he loves me. Mm -hmm. And he wants wants to prove to me that he's, um, he's a man now and he's capable of handling things on his own. So so what do mm-hmm. I do? Show him how much he still needs me? That's my ego. Or uh, doubt that he can right. ever make it? Like, I mean, he's my son. I want to see him do well. So the best thing I can do for him and me is, one, pray for him and realize that he's in the same hands that took care of me through all my challenges. And also remember, I made it, we all made it through 100% of our challenges because we're still here. So he'll get through yeah. this. And so I start right. already seeing him as successful in his space and seeing us back, not even back, but at a different level of our relationship because now he knows I respect him as a man. He knows that I see that mm-hmm. he's capable of doing what it is that he needs to do. And now he mm-hmm. knows that when I'm assisting him, it's not me helping him. It's me loving him. You know, right. because he's already doing it on his own. So I had to stop myself from being this parent and realize that if we do it the right way, all this ego title that we got, these, these my kids and all that crap, realistically, my kids right. belong to God and the universe. Because if I'm doing right. it right, when, when I leave this body, my kids are still going to be here. And maybe right. they'll have their kids. But the kids belong to God and they belong to the universe. We're just the guides and the caregivers. So I had to stay in my lane and realize if God saw me the way that I've tried to see other people at times, I wouldn't be nothing right now. God always sees us better than we see ourselves. So I had to see my son where I know he's meant to be, and now he surpassed that. And our relationship is better than it once was. And it was because I took the initiative to take my foot off his neck, stop judging him, and stop looking at him like he was my property and start looking at him like he belonged to the the king and queen just like I do and the real king and queen, not some earthly title, the creators of everything, and mm-hmm. he's going to be all right. And, and shit, do mm-hmm. I want to not be at the table 
with him celebrating when he's all right because I was I was the person that put all the roadblocks in front of him getting there because I didn't believe in it or I wanted to control it. And if it wasn't going through me, then he had to fucking, like, go through obstacle courses to get it. Like, no, I want to be there and be – I want him to say, look, my dad was there and he just loved me through it too. My mom was there, my family's there, and I want him to be proud of himself, not have to show me that he's capable of having this life. And so, I mean, you've just got to see people – where you where their capabilities are and and try your best to turn away from what they're experiencing because this is a phase. It's like third grade. You got to go through it, but you ain't never got to go back to it if people don't keep throwing it in front of you. Right. 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 Now, when you okay. brought up okay. earlier about your um about your meditation. Now, that is one thing yeah. for for me that I've always wanted to to kind of try, right, and just really get into and and but I know it's just it's habit and it's being able to to let go pretty much. And um, I'm not the best at letting go. So explain <laughs> your 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 meditation and and just that whole process. You kind of building up to it and then being able to you know the benefits of your meditation. Oh man. Meditation actually changed my life, man. It made me who I am today, to keep it 100. Um, I, I actually have a, a great, respectful relationship with my children's mom, and we literally went to spirit. We, went, we had spiritual warfare for 12 years, and I would go to court, and I would talk about how it was just her. I'm just trying to get a divorce and be there for my kids. When every time something happened, I had people can't fight by themselves. And until I went and sat and got quiet, because prayer is talking to God and asking for things. Meditation is listening to God. And God usually speaks in silence. God's not coming with some big tornado or whirlwind or whatever. God speaks. I I feel honestly, and this is what helped me learn that I needed to meditate more, I feel like God has everything. The The best gift I can give God is some peace and quiet and thank you in my breath while I'm awake. I could be doing anything with my time. But if you could spend at least 15 minutes a day, because a lot of people say, I don't know how to meditate. No, that you meditation is nothing. You just sit still, breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your nose, and think thank you. You can start there. People have different mantras that they use. There's own. There's um, there's um, soham. Soham means I am that. I am. There's a lot of different things, and that part of it gets a little more complicated for people. But when you're just starting out, go sit somewhere in peace for 15 minutes. Some people say the house is too noisy. All right, put on some headphones. Go on um, YouTube or anything. Go on Spotify title, whatever, and listen to meditation music, put your headphones in, and just breathe in through your nose, out through your nose with your mouth closed, your eyes closed, and just think thank you for 15 minutes. You can even set a timer on your phone to stop you in 15 minutes. For 15 minutes a day, if you can dedicate that time, I believe, and this is my opinion, this is the best gift that you can give back to God because God has everything else. Giving God your peaceful, awake time to listen, to listen for the, not for the words, but listen for the energy that God has in store for you. 
Because what happens is after meditation, you the way that God speaks to you is, I should do blah, blah, blah. Or you'll have an idea for a song or you have an idea for a movie or you have an idea to call somebody. And you'll call them like, man, I was looking for your number. Man, I got this movie role for you or I got this other business situation for you. That's how it works, and that's how it happens. People are expecting God to, like, jump out the sky like a thunderstorm when you go into meditation, and there's all these sounds and wonders and all that, but a lot of people can't calm their mind down. And it's okay that you can't calm your mind down. The mind is made to think. That's what it's going to do. And that's why people have a mantra. That's why they say om or so hum or something like that, because you have to give your mind something to think about that's really the same repetitive thing and it allow you to receive what, what it is that God has for you. And so in that, in that time where you're breathing in through your nose and do long breaths, you breathe in through your nose, thank you. Breathe out through your nose, thank you. Breathe in through your nose, thank you. Before you know it, like the first couple of times you do it, maybe it's going to feel long. But before you know it, you're going to be like, damn, the 15 minutes is up already? I'm going to do an extra five. And before you know it, you may be meditating an hour and – when you get into this zone, your mind starts to go to places where you forget you're supposed to be saying thank you, and you start seeing visions of yourself in your life coming up in the future or in things that happened in your past that you get a full understanding of why you went through those things and why these things happened. And it's when you get to move your mind out of the way and when you – Take that time to donate that time. Like people go and donate to the homeless. They donate their time around Christmas and Thanksgiving or whatever they do. Some people do it all the time. When you do this, the, the reward comes back in the universe. It either, I mean, it hits your kids. It, like if somebody's a robber or thief or murderer or whatever, that can hit their kids too. I'd rather give my kids good energy. So I focus on being the best I can be. So if, if nothing more, what they get from me, I give them a shot. Like my mom gave me that nine months, I offer my kids good energy because I, I focus on doing my best as much as I can. So if you can just sit for – even if you, like Slate, you can sit in your car and do it. I'm in my car doing an interview right now. There's no distractions. I can talk to you guys, like, as long as we need to because I set aside this time to make sure that, we, that I was going to be available, focused, no noise around me or anything. And also before we did this interview – I meditated before I even got on the call with y'all. So whatever I say ain't just me. I'm the vessel. I'm speaking that which I'm meant to say on this call. And it's important to set an intention and to make sure that you're as available as you can be for the source because that's where you get your blessings. It's about reciprocity. And like I said earlier in the call, are you asking for more than you're willing to offer in this life? People want the world, but they're offering nothing. They're offering shit to everybody that they deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, there's no shortage of takers in the world. That's why I don't give yeah. to takers anymore. I give to receivers. You have to be a giver to receive, right? I give to receivers. Right. I don't give to takers. So, yeah, yeah meditation yeah. is easy, but it's more valuable than money. I'm telling you, it will change everything that you're involved in. It changes my relationships. I have the best relationship I've ever been in in my life. I feel like my wife is my best friend. Like, literally, we were made from the same soul, and God put us in two different bodies. That's how I feel. And the only way I got to that point was giving up searching. When I, got a, when I finally got a divorce or when I finally got the full separation on um, June, 7th, um, June 17th, 
2013, I, when, I, when I got out of that, I said, you know what? I'm done with relationships. My new relationship is going to be success and working on myself and being the best that I can be. So when it's time for me to be in a new relationship, oh, you're going to bring her, God, because I ain't looking for nobody. I'm done, and I'm not available to meet new people. Like, you literally got to force me into the relationship because I'm cool. And that's how it happened. And when we talked, wow. she was on the same thing. She said the exact same thing. I'm done. I, I suck at picking, so God, you pick for me. And that's how you find your mate. You become that which you're searching for. And it comes wow. to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that that, that so, right there is so I I pick some guys too, so I stop picking. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you should so stop picking. <laughs> so what else can we expect from you for this year? We know that you have a song with your son. So what else do you have yeah. coming up? Well, actually, um, obviously, um, for forever, like my core is next. Like everything I've ever done, I, I'm I'm thankful first to God for everything I, I've done. But next, we're always gonna be here. We've been here 22 years by the grace of God. Um, you are, you're gonna expect more coming from us. Our next show is coming up um, March 1st in Chicago. So if you're in the Chicago area and you want to come to the Chicago oh. theater, we're gonna be there shutting it down. Um, and we we headline that show. So you can come, you can check us out. Um, I have some music that I'm going to be releasing myself because um, my my lane is, like, I rap and sing, and a lot of people don't know I rap. Like, pretty much no one knows. Like, my group don't even really I know no idea that, that I rap. No, we yeah, did not just, know. You know. You know we're all from Chicago. Let's go. What's up? I'm from Gary. So everybody got to come check out your show. Yeah, so March first, we gonna be there. We are going. To, we are definitely gonna be there to support. Um, Tweet has this uh, motivational rhyme. I was showed it to my oldest, and at first he was like, "Oh, he ain't no J Cole though." I was like, "Nemo, just <laughs> listen to the words. Listen." And so he took his hey, earbud out. It's funny like, that he says that. J Cole was born on my birthday. <laughs> oh wow! J Cole, Rick Ross, and, and Rock Kim is born message. on the same day. Wow. Oh, no, I'm no. I'm gonna tell you something. When he listened to the whole thing, he was like, "Okay, okay, okay." He said, "Who is he?" He had to take you. He said, "No, he's 23." <laughs> That's what's up. Uh-uh. That's what's up. Hey, hey, tell him I said thanks because I mean it's rare that you can speak the language of the youth today because their whole goal is to make sure they clear their own lane. They want to walk in the snow where there's no footprints. So anytime mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh, for my day, we did blah, 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 you know, they'd be like, yeah, I'm done with that. I don't want to hear it. But the cool part mm-hmm. is, what, I, like I said, like I did a meditation even before I did that rap or before I wrote it, and it doesn't talk about time or error or anything. It talks about what I learned in my life to be where I am today, and I had to go through hell to get to those messages and to get to that awareness. So I was pretty much just sharing the code of what I learned and what I use still today to be who I am. So you can you can get mm-hmm. if you can hear it, you can get it at any age. You could be a, a baby and understand what I'm saying. Like I said, you got to forget everything that you know. Like you you don't know everything, so you got to you know get out your own way, and you got to believe that you know you you don't have to you if you want to be happy in life, 
you can't be right in every situation. And you got to start mm-hmm. using vision because ego can't fly and it's going to keep you grounded. And, mm-hmm. and what else is grounded that we've been taught is supposedly bad? A snake. So if you want to be on your stomach crawling around, go ahead. Use your ego for everything if you like. Go right yeah. ahead. You know, and I touched mm-hmm. on everything. I said that, I, you know, I'm not here to preach because I ain't qualified. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. I'm just like I'm finding my way and I'm staying in my own lane, but there's enough for everybody. You know, and you share to have a twenty-three-year-old that, and, and and bless you for having a twenty-three-year-old that you can have a conversation with. Some people can't even have a conversation with their kid and even get them to listen to nothing. And like, man, go ahead with all that. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> you know, well, she still, she so, still, still man. So she still. Beats you know, I'm gonna say this. You know, I'm, I gotta say this. I have two sons. Uh, look, no, I have two sons. My youngest one is seventeen. He's a junior in high school, and I'm telling this kid yeah. is so smart. I would say we bump, we bump heads, and I didn't want to seem like I was, you know, don't ever want to trash talk my kickers and that. But he's so smart, but sometimes I, he, he just was stubborn. I'm like, why can't you just do it this way? Just, just this way. You, you got it. And for whatever reason, it wasn't clicking. But he was in his own space, his own journey. He had his own obstacles, his diet, type 1 diabetes. You know, now, you know, he had his height. Now he's 5'7". He's he was mad about that. And in his thing is basketball. He's a he's a phenomenal player. Um, yeah. But he was depressed for a while. So now he's like, you know what, mom? This is my height. This is me. You know. Um, went to parent teacher conference. He's getting all A's and a B. And I'm looking at him, nice. my mouth open, because Nick, Nick, she knows I used to complain about his grades. I'm like, I don't get it. You know. Now he's he's in a new school, and this school he's vibing the more people, more athletes like him. So I guess, like you said with your son, you know, when he was with that that school, he hated it. That's why he's not making the good grades. He's not connecting with these people. So um, yeah. he's elevating. They're all growing. They're all going to their own space. And he, I wanted things to happen at a certain time, but it wasn't my time. It had to be his time. And that's what I mean, tell understand you as a parent. Let me tell you, I, something moved in my spirit when you were talking about him and, and what you were saying. First of all, your son is a leader. Just know that. Um, the the resistance mm-hmm. that you feel from him is he has a he has his own story that he's dealing with God with one on one with and he knows the story that he's being fed. But when you get a when you get a he's he's totally fine. He's on his path. He's right on schedule. But when you get a moment, thank God for YouTube. Show him Muggsy Bowes and tell him he can do and be anything he wants. Show him uh, Spud Webb, Muggsy Bowes. These guys. I think he Spud Webb was like yeah, five he four. Muggsy was five six. Like, listen, he can do whatever he wants. It's all good. Kimber Walker is five eleven. He he runs the Charlotte Hornets right now. So no matter what, as long as as long as God put that in his life, if that's his divine purpose, there ain't nothing no one can do to stop him. As you can see how it worked out for President Obama. At the end of the day, when it's yours, it's yours. So tell him do what he gotta do. Stay true to who he is and go hard because all of the universe will support him. So are you traveling and you are you doing motivational uh tours, uh speaking tours or what? What's going on with that? Yeah. 
Well, I'm just getting started. Uh, my manager, Billy Moss, who actually set this uh, interview up, thanks, Billy, uh, of Strategic Media, He um, he's setting me up, and we're doing some stuff. Like, I think my next speaking event is going to be here at this um, school for 1500 and nothing. These are the guys that um, they, were, they worked with LMA, and they all just won okay. Grammys and stuff out here. So they got uh, a school out here in L.A., and this school is um, actually – um, it's sponsored by Apple, and so that's going to be my next event. But I'm just getting started on my motivational speaking, like public and travel, because I've mm-hmm. been doing it privately for many years. I mean, like, um, like I said, I don't take credit for anything that I'm doing. I'm really just a vessel. But I've been gifted with a lot of wisdom. I've been gifted to actually listen to the wisdom and to be able to share it in a way where it's relatable and people can understand it. So I'm really just embarking on that part, but it is definitely picking up pretty fast here. So, yeah, I will probably be in your area definitely sometime this year sharing some light and just, you know, sharing the way I'm doing it because the way I do things is I don't come with this plan telling people what they should do. I just come and share what I'm doing and what's worked for me. And I've been through a lot of different situations. So if you have a situation that you've gone through, nine times out of ten, I've experienced it one-on-one, and it's one thing to tell somebody something basically from assumption, but I'm telling you from experience, like how I got mm-hmm. through it. And and people can usually hear, you know, from me. And, again, like I said, I meditate before I do it. So, yeah, I'm. this is going to be something that I'm going to end up doing, like, full-time. I'm always going to be an entertainer because it's who I am to the core. A lot of people didn't know that I write and rap and all that kind of stuff, so I'm going to be embarking on that as well. So along with next, I'll be um, doing my new singing and rapping stuff as PRS, which stands for Prince Raphael Shawan. I'm Prince because God is king and queen in my life and very much alive. And I say king and queen because a lot of people forget about the female aspect of God. They always only touch on the the masculine energy of God because everybody says when they say God, they say he and him. And that's what we've been taught. But you've got to understand even to make people you need man and woman. There has to be balance, there's yin and yang. And honestly, what I've learned is anytime a woman is a part of something, it usually flows a little smoother, it's a lot less aggressive, <laughs> and um, there are, like, different levels that a woman brings to the table. And, I mean, if anybody thinks I'm crazy about the whole God has um, feminine aspect, just understand that we live on Mother Earth. We all come through a woman to get here. And let's, let's be clear. Every person that was ever born inside your mother, we all start out as X chromosome. What is that? Female. It's not until one of those mm-hmm. legs break off we become a Y. So we even start out as women first. So every strong man on the planet that has disrespect for a woman is really disrespecting yourself because without a woman would none of us be here. So you can't think that God is only masculine energy. So you you have to acknowledge that side of it. And when you do, your entire life will change. Okay. So how can we follow you on social media? You can find me at Tweet From Next. That is like my main page that I've had for quite some time. And uh, my new page that I'm building is at I am PRS150. Okay. So it's I A M P R S. It's it's I A M P R S one fifty. 
And Rachel Swan is my different name. Your original um, Instagram, do you plan on leaving that up? Because I know some people, as they evolve and they start to change, they want to delete you know, their past or their social media past? No, hell no. Uh Uh-uh. My past got me here. Like, if it wasn't for my past, I wouldn't even be here. And if it wasn't for Tweet from Next and all that gyrating, I wouldn't be able to be talking about, you know, the stuff that I'm talking about today. So, I mean, if you look at my my Instagram, I started it in 2012, and you can just see the maturation of my energy and what I focus on and who I am as a person. Um, I started out as doing like a bunch of tweets from next stuff, but I was still, you can see that I was trying to find myself and I was committing energy to being a better person. So as I am, I'm still both. I'm still tweet from next. My group is still here. Thank God. Like, you know, we're here because of people like y'all that's, you know, keeping our voices heard and the music still being played and stuff like that. The fans are keeping it going. And um, so, yeah, Next is going to be here. Tweet from Next is still going to be here. But I am, my given name is Raphael Shawan. And people don't know me outside of Next. They only know me as some tearing my shirt off, gyrating, humping the floor, that guy. And realistically, (laughs) there's there's more levels to me than that, you know. So uh, Raphael Shawan is just, you know, really introducing who I am. And like I said, I call myself Prince because God is king and queen. I mean, I look at y'all like the same royalty we say that, you know, our kids are, we're all those things. Like, we all beat out a billion possible people to be born. You'll never have a greater feat than that. So this life is meant to be a celebration. Wow. Definitely a great brother. No, I'm over here speechless. I want to apologize because I totally butchered your name up in the beginning. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I can say that you dropped so much knowledge, so much wisdom, you know, just tonight. I'm just, I ain't never been a lot of words. Trust me. I I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just. We got to get you on more. Right. Yes, please. (laughs) Man, call me. Call me anytime, man. It's all love. You know what I loved about the energy here? Like, we all really connected at a high level, and we listened to each other, and we were able to feel each other and understand each other. I've been in interviews where people just literally start going to war off of, like, one thing that a person says. And, I mean, the only way that we'll have the world is if everybody's opinion is acknowledged and respected. You don't have to agree, but, damn, like, let's at least let everybody be heard. And that's what I, I love about speaking with all of you today, that we all were able to be heard and we all listen to each other. And um, thank you all for giving me a platform to be able to share, you know, what God is blessing me with on the inside because I'm not complaining about my past. I'm using it as a tool to help other people get to where they're going or, or you know, some people are still experiencing postpartum depression from stuff that they've experienced, like bad childhoods and bad relationships and all that. And it's like, look, that stuff only exists if you keep thinking about it. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You're, you have right. right now to enjoy. So enjoy the rest of your life. Don't let it keep stealing from you. We well, definitely true. appreciate you, brother. We appreciate your time and your energy. You know, you just blessing us with uh, the knowledge that you have. And, man, we we want nothing but the best for you and the group and your family. So thank you, thank you. for your time. Thank you, man. I greatly appreciate yeah. it again, man. And I wish I wish everybody on this call and all y'all's loved ones the absolute best life ever, for real, man. We all deserve that. And as long as we believe in it, we'll get it. 
Definitely. You believe it to achieve it. Amen. There you go. Amen. Look, sweet, this is not just a call. This is family. When you come on our show, Any Stay Radio, the Hour Network show, you're a part of the family. This is family. This is like, I'm in awe. I'm still speechless. I'm just, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so happy. Yeah, my oldest has surgery tomorrow morning on his hip. Um, you know, D1 athlete, football, basketball, does that to you. But he, um, on his bounce back too, he's doing good. And I am proud, a proud mother, proud mother of both. Hey, of them. Well, hey let, let me tell you something, though, real quick. I, I didn't really get to touch on it, and we don't have to start a whole new conversation. But just like there's different um, doctors, like there's a, um, a dentist, there's a, um, they have gynecologists, they have a brain surgeon, all that stuff. They're angels that specify a certain thing. I happen to have a name of an angel that's actually the healer, Archangel Raphael. So we'll, mm-hmm. I'll say some prayers and send some energy to you and your son and, and more than to his body, to his mind, because it's all about what he believes that this is going to be a successful surgery, this is going to be highly beneficial for him, he's going to have a speedy recovery, and he's going to recover and heal better than he was before he ever even had to get the surgery, and God blesses him in a way that he lives the example of what's possible. Amen. 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 Let me say something. His mind is sharp as a tack. And uh, how you feeling over there, hon? You good? Can you see that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, um, you just, he, said, the key, you just said the key thing. You receive that. Exactly. You got it. You receive it. It's, receive all, it's it. already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. He's ready for it. He's just tired of, you know, he wants his, you know, regular mobility back. Um, and he's ready to move on. He graduates. He starts his new job. He's all set. Data analytics. At Michelin, I mean, Woo. just he's just he, he started a data analytics club at, at his at, at Presbyterian where he goes to school. I mean, I'm just so proud of him. So um, wow. I'm proud That's of him. Him and his past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell him to enjoy the Jello while you're in the hospital. Enjoy the Jello. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's real though. That's hilarious. And, and a relaxing time. Mm-hmm. You gonna get the relaxing right. bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, said it. yeah. I I greatly appreciate yeah, y'all again, and thank you. I'm gonna let Billy know everything went perfectly well, and uh, we'll definitely be getting together again. This will be the first of many, man. I I really appreciate y'all having me. Thank appreciate you so you. much. Oh, thank Stay you for coming on. We appreciate you so much, y'all. That was sweet. Let me tell you. Oh, one more time, Instagram again, and your and your new Instagram page before you get off, and how we can all follow you again. All right, my uh, main Instagram that I've had forever is at tweet from next, and my newest Instagram is at I am PRS one fifty. There you go. That was tweet. We gonna see you on March first. Right. We coming to Chicago. March first. Yeah, man, I wanna see you at the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the Chicago. Oh, we're gonna be there. Are you coming to Dallas? Anytime um, I, I don't know when we're coming to Dallas, but I know um, April 5th we'll be in Houston. Okay, that's oh. four hours away. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, April 5th, we're in Houston. But, I, I mean, I can shoot up the bat signal and uh, let y'all know. Because when we have shows, I usually post it on, on my um, tweet Instagram for the next show. Okay. 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 Gotcha. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys. I, I, I've been loving y'all since Butter Love. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've man, been I loving y'all since show, Butter man. Love. Hey, hey, hey. Thank Here you so much. Seriously. Here comes all the moisture. Yeah. <laughs> all the moisture. Yeah. <laughs> we play no song. Yeah, hey, we'll we'll rock butter love for y'all at the show at uh, on the first. We're that's definitely on the on the show. So uh man, I look forward to meeting like- y'all in person, man, giving y'all a hug, man, and just you know, sharing some love with y'all in person, man. It's for real. Oh, right. that's yes, awesome. You have a blessed day and a and a and a great career and your energy is beautiful. I'm gonna try this meditating thing out because uh, I need it in my life. I receive it. Hey, it's, it's the it's the it's the best kept not secret secret. Yeah, Damn. clearly. Yeah, it's gonna change Damn. everything for you. I promise. Try see it, okay. try, challenge yourself to do it for thirty days. If you could do it for thirty days, if you could do anything for thirty days, it becomes a habit. But I, if right. you could do it for thirty days and you feel nothing, then don't ever do it again. That's how much I promise okay. you it will change your life for the better. Mm. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. Um, All right, you have a great night. All right, safe travel. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. That that was sweet, y'all. That was a a phenomenal show. We played no music. Got all off script, but it was so worth it because that message was needed. I know for myself personally, it was needed. I was a loss for words, tongue tied, the whole damn show. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> and I, you know what? I got some butter love right now. I want to play it, but I don't know how much. We don't have that much time. It's a four minute. We don't have that much four time. You, you could throw it on real quick. You just have to cut it short. Uh, you know what? You ain't seen nothing but a word. <laughs> I gotta be real with you, baby. Just gotta let you know. You've got the love that I want That's right Love that I need What is born is butter, baby Check this out You're like my homie, my shorty You've shown me so many things And you're so special to me We've been kicking it for a while Your sexy smile, prima donna style Ooh, you're driving me so Love. 
I was over here singing, yeah. and I was like, you make sure I'm on mute. Y'all won't be talking about me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, if I would have heard you, I was going to ride you, boy. Uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. I made sure it was on mute. Oh, my God. And had to yeah, hum real Hey. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, look. Let me tell you something. The whole, the whole damn conversation, the whole damn interview. I'm over here. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, we. Uh-huh. Did y'all hear me? We know. Uh-huh. Did you hear yeah, it? We know. I was just coaching. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words. I was just, I, I was a loss for words today. Y'all better recognize yeah. that you might not have ever experienced this today. What is it, February 25th, 2019? Yeah, we gonna mark yeah, it down. Alan. But it's okay. One but thing you know, that he, 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 he said that great. really resonated with me, He when he said, blame is the destroyer of growth, Lord. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You Lord, know, I had did to you know how much we point fingers at other people? Man. Yeah. But would you know, but not only that, like he said, you uh, you give your control away. You give your power when you do yeah. that. So when you, you basically yeah. say, hey, good, bad, or indifferent, no matter what happens, it's on me. You know, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. It's no longer you. you. You no longer have the control for whatever situation it is. At that point, you take your power back, and you can now change it. You know, um, we are, for me, I'll say I feel that we're all, we're all gods and goddesses. And the reason being is because if we're, if we're the children of, of God, or, or as, as he said, as of the, the female version and the male version. If we're the if we're the offspring of that, then it's God in us. The same way when we look in the mirror at our children, as you said, Sandy, and we see that, it's the same way that we we should be able to see God in in, in us. And when you have mm-hmm. that type of power, and you realize you have that power, and you actually draw off of that energy, it changes everything like your universe gets out of your way when you put your mind to it and say this is what I want this is where I'm going and now let's make it happen and you know him mm-hmm. him touching on that man we touching on that was was to me a blessing and a sign saying hey you I'm I'm on the right path even though some days it may be tough mm-hmm. absolutely yeah Y'all, this is Say Radio this is an excellent excellent show uh we got a show on Friday I'm tuning in. I can't think of the date of on Friday. What's going to be Friday? Twenty eighth, right? The uh, am I right? Yeah. It's yeah. the twenty ninth. Okay. First. First. Twenty eighth. It's the first. It's the first. Oh, that's oh the yeah, it is. Chicago. Oh. Okay. The first. I'm gonna make it happen. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's better. Make make, make that happen. Party. I'm, I'm gonna make it. Make it happen. Yeah. I'm tuning out. This is uh. This is y'all. This is Say Radio. Nick. Thank y'all. No problem, no problem. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us, ma'am. Hey, thank, thank you, you so for being much. Quiet. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you for being quiet. Yeah. Hey, do your homework. All right. Mind just said, yeah. play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world, speaking on the topic. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, 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 just say it.
Ready, y'all. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Ready, y'all.